um, I guarantee you the best fucking orgasm of your life or I'll give you your money back. Dang. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> and-, and, and I fucking deliver on that and I've never been asked for a refund ever. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Money back guarantee. And, <laughs> and I'm not having sex with a single one of my clients. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, thank you. I'm asking. <laughs> Welcome to Adult Buddy Finder. You found us. Woo! We find buddies, and you found the finders. <laughs> and the finders are Kirsten and I'm Bree Mary. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks so much. As long as you're 18. If you're not 18, get out. Goodbye. Yeah, child. Turn, grow up. Come back to us. <laughs> when you're an adult. That's right. <laughs> This is a good one. I know. I'm excited. So today we have a mistress, Elisa. Mm-hmm. And she has her own podcast, which we actually got to be on. Yes. Very good. Very fun. Listen to Kink Friendly. Friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kink Friendly. <laughs> what is it? It's Kink Friendly. Not only is it Kink Friendly, but it's called Kink Friendly. What is it called? Kink Friendly. And what is it? Kink Friendly. Wow. <laughs> one of those things that you could go in a circle like the old baseball sketch. That's right. <laughs> and she pays us for every time we say Kink Friendly. I wish that were true. Right? <laughs> she is an excellent dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about being an ethical dominatrix. That's right, which we will find out more about. Absolutely. She talks about female-led relationships. Yup, ladies, <laughs> get them in order yes. and lead that relationship. <laughs> she literally cracks a whip on her show and she kind of uh, cracked our whip. <laughs> oh, she definitely cracked our whip. I think both me and you were uh, taken back. Very submissive. <laughs> Hello. What else, mistress, can we do for you? Yeah. <laughs> and now we're her loyal subs. Oh, I was going to say servants. (laughs) Get the lingo right. We know lingo now. That's right. (laughs) If you're joining us for the first time, uh, we are not professionals. We have this space to kind of learn about all sorts of things. Things that we may not know anything about and things that we might learn that we don't agree with. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of stuff. And we're getting all different perspectives on everything. Yes. Yeah. We want your perspective. If you're doing sex in a different way and you want to talk about it, come be on our show. Yeah, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Okay, so Mistress Elisa is talking about women who want to be in a relationship and men who are looking for sex and why that's not working, how that's not working, how to make it work, and how to be in a female-led relationship. She also coaches in that way. For me, I know so many women who just want sex and I know men who want relationships. So for me personally, I found that to be like a logical bump of like, oh, I don't necessarily think that that's always true. Then we also have a whole discussion, not on the show, but you could have a whole discussion about gender in general. And it's a whole complicated thing. But this is very specifically women wanting a relationship, men who want sex. Men who listen to their penises. 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 Only their penis. That's right. So, uh, yes, men going from penis-led relationships to to female-led relationships and how that works. 
psychologically. And I think it's cool. I mean, that's the whole purpose of the show is that even though I'm like, well, what about this person? What about a person who doesn't feel like a woman or a man? And maybe you're listening and you're like, I identify as female and I want to only have sex or I am non-binary and this doesn't apply to me. I think what's very fun about it is it's just another perspective. Like every relationship that we've, or adult buddy that we've talked about. Yeah. And I do love it. I mean, you can take little pieces here and there and apply it to yourself. So you don't have to be a female who wants a relationship to relate to parts of this. I am one who I feel like I don't super relate to only feminine traits and only want a relationship I want some sex to. (laughs) So I'm out with that now. Um, (laughs) So now you know. (laughs) So there are pieces that I really relate to and there are some pieces that I relate to about the guy. what you get I mean ultimately that's the fun of it every episode I I hope that you're not like I am just like this because that would be very strange and I don't think there's anything in the world that puts us all in one category that's what's great and beautiful and I and I think the big goal of the show yeah and we talked a lot about labels with the bisexual episode yes and labeling is just a way to communicate who you are in in a clear concise way (laughs) So, and it changes. Yeah. Hopefully it changes if you're evolving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so maybe your label is different than the labels we used in this episode. But it's fun. It's very fun. It's a good one. She's she's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. She's good at what she does. I mean, look at us. We're still, we're still being submissive to her. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If she calls us at any time, we have to obey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when she doesn't call us, I still obey. <laughs> she's fabulous on her podcast. I think she gave really fantastic advice. It's, it's fun to watch her make people stutter. <laughs> Like you are right now? Yes. Have you been in a female-led relationship? Never. Besides the one with Mistress Lisa? I guess sometimes I try to be female-led, but I don't think I... I think I'm a, I'm a partnership person. Uh-huh. That's another thing. I'm like, I don't I don't know. For me, I don't I don't think I feel like I call the shots or I... For her, it's just like I tell him when he, to come and it's not very often. <laughs> for me, I'm like, I'll take the S-E-X when I can get it. <laughs> That's, I guess, married life. <laughs> yeah, I grew up much more with the, the 50-50 in Partners. partnership, doing more of that type of thing. But I do think there is something fun of leading and giving a little bit Yeah, more I mean, and even still, even with her talking about female-led, it's not saying that there's no partnership. I mean, it's the, oh, the yeah. idea is that basically it's, it's working for everyone and it's very, very fun if you do it right. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, it's just a cool different way of living and different way of getting what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And maybe one day I'll put somebody in a dick cage. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. We talked about that. You get to hear about cages and the sanitation behind them. So. It's super interesting. <laughs> it really is. All right. Keep listening because yes. we have Mistress Elisa. Enjoy. Hanging around with you. All right. We have Mistress Elisa here with us. Hello. 
Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Brainberry. Good to see you guys. Oh, we are so excited to have you on the show. You are amazing and we love you. Yes. And we're, we, we absolutely love the story about, um, I reached out to you and asked you to do this show and begged. It got on my knees. You couldn't see it because it was an email. You did not. I was just as happy to hear from you as you were to reach out to me. Yeah. So I want to tell you guys how it happened because I, I've heard, you know, lots of like kink friendly podcasts out there. And most of the time, uh, most of the time I'll just like roll my eyes and I'm like, what the fuck ever? Never mind. Don't want to deal with that. Um, but what happened was I got the, the message from you, Kirsten, and I reached out to one of my good boys who is just amazing he's been with me for about six or seven years now and so I told him about the show and um normally what I would have done is like given an assignment like do this and help me but what I was telling you guys was that if you are really good at what you do as a dom and being good at being good at being a dom is not about being bossy and bitchy and nasty and rude but it's about being able to reach inside of that good boy understand him and pull the best little juicy bits out of his horny ass if you're able to do that then you'll have more of the kind of situation that I had which was when I told him about adult buddy finders he goes oh mistress that sounds amazing I didn't even have to give him the assignment. He went and checked you guys out for me and he came back with some positive information and, you know, he understands me and he understands my personality. And so what he did was he intuited what I needed, what I wanted, what would work for me. And he got right on it, came back to me with this assignment that I never even had to, you know, issue. He just intuited it. Um, but it was amazing. So his feedback was so great that I went to your show and I was just like, okay, let me check this out. And I had so much fun going through your episodes. I love you guys and your energy. And I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Wow. You. I love that. Well, we're fans. Huge fans. And I got to ask, how do you, this probably is a huge question, but how do you get somebody a good boy to that place where he he kind of knows you and knows what what you're wanting wow <laughs> yeah, that's a huge question okay <laughs> well okay 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 let, let me walk you through how it looks on my end because it's not just what I do to mm-hmm. them in terms of shaping and molding and whipping them into shape and that it's not just that it's about me using the superpower that all women have, which is the superpower of being able to see through their bullshit. Right. (laughs) So when the guy calls, what women have to understand is he's a guy. So he's going to be horny. Give him room to be horny and kind of stupid. Give him room to do that. He needs that space. But what I'm going to do is as a dominant woman, an ethical dominant woman, is I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. I want to see his heart and his soul and his mind. And I want to fuck with him. And kind of turn him on while I'm learning more about him, right? And then I pop a question. 
And I go, um, because everything that I do now is mostly everything I do is online. So while I've been getting to know him, while I've been probing and sort of fucking with him, I'll stop. And maybe in a voice like this, I'll say, okay, I've got a question for you. Oh, yes, mistress, anything. What is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, just take a breath because I need for you to answer honestly. What I want to know is how many times have you put touch that pathetic little horny dick while I've been talking to you today. <laughs> pathetic little horny dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I'm looking for is how quickly does he answer? Does he stutter? Does he try to backtrack? Like if you can get him to answer you honestly about who he is and where he is and his relationship with his dick, because Women need to understand he's got a better or a more intimate relationship with his dick than he has with you. I don't care how much he schmoozes you and smiles and wines and dines you. He has a more intimate relationship with his dick than he has with you until you, until, until you show him better. Because who's going to show him better? Not his parents, not, you know, not the educational system. Definitely not the media. So you're going to have to be the one to show him better. Take your hands off your dick and listen to me. And I give quizzes while I fuck with him. What did I say? Put it in your own words. And they start stuttering hard time, hardcore. They stutter. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it. Pay attention. Yeah. Okay. And so a little bit of like you, you basically setting your boundaries by saying like, you better be listening. I, I'm not just here. I'm not just here uh, for you to whack your wing or we're here to talk. Absolutely. And I think that women need to pay attention, like, especially in this kind of environment, like with you guys, it's adult body finders. Like you're, it's not just implied that it's a kink friendly space. It's in your face. We're talking kink. We're talking people who are open-minded and wanting to explore in this kind of space specifically or particularly you as the woman have to put your foot down and let him know, yes, I'm open-minded, but it's, it's, you know, my rules, it's my way or the fucking highway. Um, and I'm not, I don't owe you anything. I'm not going to explain my process to you. I'm simply telling you that I'm in control and this is how I operate. And if you want to prove yourself to me then get busy. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I do too. Just being like clear and straightforward and like, that's how it is. And and it's fine. If you don't like that, then I... (laughs) Most of them will get rid of themselves because they are more invested in their horny dicks than they are in relationships. But what we do as desperate, thirsty women is, oh no, if he leaves, then that means I'm not amazing. Oh, bitch, no. It means you are amazing. It it means you are standing in your truth to the point that the trash is taking itself out. You don't don't have to sit there and waste your time. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to call horny men trash, but when they're, they're going to act like assholes or they're going to be trashy, let them excuse themselves and you move on. But here's what women don't understand is he will think about you. He will pine for you. He will become more desperate for you because a man who gets what he wants is bored. Women don't understand that. 
a guy comes to a woman and he's like, well, here's my wish list. And if you're going to be dominant, you've got to, you know, meet my needs. You're crazy. Get the fuck out of here. That's not what that means. So these horny men are coming to women and they're like, I want this and I want that position and I want this fantasy. I want to warn women, do not fall for that bullshit because here's what women don't understand. Men don't even understand this. Whatever they tell you their sexual fantasy is, they are only telling you about 5% of the truth. Mm. Now, I, yeah, yeah, I, I swear, this is the truth. So I, mean, I as a dog. I usually am hold back a little holding bit. back a little, too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, my sexual fantasy, here's one or two things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, but here's the thing. Oh, God, that's a great point, Kirsten. The thing about women's fantasies and men's fantasies is that they are filling different needs. So a woman kind of holding back, I would say that that's more of a sort of protective measure because mm -hmm. the deeper your fantasy, the more open and vulnerable you have to become physically and mentally and emotionally. So you're holding back because it's more of a protective measure. He's holding back because his ass is dirtier than you could ever imagine. And he doesn't want you to reject him. And he doesn't want to feel judged by you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not afraid of him judging you. If you offer him ass or mouth or throat, you know he's going to be like, yes, I'm going to marry you. You're amazing. No, but if, if he starts telling you that he wants to bend over and scream like a bitch while you, you know, plow him from behind, he's he's rethinking his life. Like, is she yeah. going to think I'm gay and is she okay with He's got other things going on. Right. right? So when a man has sexual secrets, it's very different from a woman or it's like sexual secret fantasies. It's very different from a woman's fantasies. What is the ethical piece of ethical dominatrix? What does that mean? What sets that apart from just being a dominatrix or a BDSM in general? Honestly, I wish that I could remember the name of the woman that I saw who used this term. I borrowed it from another dom. Um, it was many years ago and I reached out to her and I, because I read her profile, profile and I read some of her writings and I was like, uh, so much of what you're saying resonates with me. What is this ethical dumb thing? Because my, my background had been with women who were trying to train me um, as a dom so mm -hmm. that they, they could use me to abuse men. Like, oh, you're so popular and, you know, this guy owns a business and you can get him to drain his account. And I'm oh, sitting there going, wait, yeah. And I'm like, but wait, if if he drains his account, you're going to lose him as a client. Oh, that's OK. We've got more. Well, well, mm -hmm. he's married and maybe he has kids and he has employees. You're going to fuck up everybody's life. Just like it didn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah. Those were. Those were the initial women that I was surrounded by. And so when I saw this woman years ago who said that she was an ethical dom, um, I didn't borrow her ethos or like her way of doing things. But I sat and I thought about what does it mean to me? So I've seen a couple of women since then use the term ethical dom. And it's one of those things that 
you elect to use, from my perspective, my understanding, a woman elects to use this term to set herself apart from a woman who is using and abusing a man and destroying him, mm-hmm. and also to set herself apart from a woman who is, oh, do you guys hear that beep? That's my good boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, they... Yeah, that's a good question. Which one? The one who told me that I would like your show. Um, But also what you're doing as an ethical dom, and this is crucial. This is critical to me. I am saying to myself, I am saying to my clients and to the world, I am not for sale. So as an ethical dom, what I'm saying is I'm a person of integrity. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. So what's important to me is true submission. So if you're going to come to me and act like an asshole, and you think that because your credit card is valid, what I want you to do is hold your breath and just see how long it takes me to block your ass. Yeah, Mm -hmm. do that for me. Hold your breath. I want to see that. Like, I, I love getting rid of those assholes who think that women should bow to them. Now, yeah. that may not sound ethical, but it's the way that I choose to embrace being ethical. Yeah, when you were talking about men in general and, like, taking out the trash, I think that kind of, like, in the same circ- the same thought, I mean, I've heard, I love men. I love men, I know, and I know, I know you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I think, the, the greater point is that there are people in general who, if they treat you like an object, and, and especially in this line of work, you can probably encounter it. If they treat you like an object, then they are trash. And then you should take out the trash. And that is a very, like a very good, clear boundary to have. That's like, yes, of course I provide this service, but I don't have to give it to everyone. And not everyone's deserving of it. And I can, I have the right to refuse service. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good points. It's a little bit more nuanced than that though, because everything is changing so quickly. There, there are issues with, you know, like the incel movement and young men not knowing how to date because they become porn addicts at very young ages. So they have no idea what it is to approach Greenberry and go, you know, you're really pretty. I saw you and, you know, I want to talk to you. They don't know what that is. What they do is they're like, yeah, um, can I show you my dick? Because I want you to suck on it. Like that's their That's how they want to interest you. And so uh, maybe a decade ago, I would have just said, yeah, if he approaches you like that, he's an asshole. Get rid of him. But what I'm seeing these days, honestly, is just a lot of men who are hurting because they got caught up in porn before they found out who they were. They got caught up in porn and the addictive side of things. That's why I decided to start doing my podcast. I mean, I've been around for over a decade, but um, I've been in hiding. You know, you would know about me if you were in my circles. I'm coming out a little bit because someone needs to ring the alarm and someone needs to to talk about things like proper female-led relationships and what men need to know about women and what women need to know about men. Oh, there's just, so much, there's just so much going on and I feel like I've got my hands full and I just want to help the world to get better. You know, Part of your work is working with people with sex addictions, correct? Sex, porn, and masturbation addictions, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so it used to, it used to just be sex. You know, it was just like women like, oh, he's just using me as a cum bucket, basically. But as porn has become more accessible, it's like, oh, he's not just wanting sex. Now he's addicted to porn. And then what's happened from there is men went from like, jerking off and trying to watching porn jerking off and trying to have sex with their partners to now it's sex porn and masturbation they would rather fuck a pillow or they would rather play with their fuck toys than actually have sex with a woman so you have these three different types of addictions um 15 years ago it was just sex addictions um and even now i would like to point out because I, I'm on a mission here, ladies. I would like to point out that the fucking APA, the American Psychological Association, does not even acknowledge that sex addictions are real. Now, why? Why would that be? Let me tell you why that is. It's because the people who run the APA, those types of people, I, mean, I need to choose my wording carefully, those types of people are my clients. Right. Right. Yeah. So what they have, what they're doing is they're like covering it up. They're like mansplaining it. They're a part of the good old boys club where they cover it up and make excuses and play around with smoke and mirrors. Well, that's only going to last for so long. There is a growing number of men, young men who are addicted to the most despicable act that men can do to women and that becomes their foundation for dating so we as women are going what's wrong with men like what what is going on it's porn it's an addiction to porn it's an addiction to self-pleasuring it's an addiction to you know thinking that my needs are more important than anyone else's this thing of uh, of self-pleasuring and cutting women out of the scenario, it means they don't have to go to you and go, well, can I get your number? They don't have to work on, you know, being polite because they can just go to a cam girl or go to porn and jerk it off and then go to sleep. (laughs) So when when someone calls you, it's very much not a sexual encounter. It's more of like a therapy session. If if that were the case, I would not have any clients because men, <laughs> men, are, men are led by their dicks. Men are led by their dicks. So let me just say, let me say this. <laughs> when I first started getting my clients years ago, I had this little um sales spiel, right? <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would be like, listen, um, do you want to be a part of the Queens Club? You know, like, no, it's my club. You want to be a part of the Queens Club? All right, so this is my rate, da-da-da-da. Listen, um, I guarantee you the best fucking orgasm of your life or I'll give you your money back. Dang. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> and, and, and I fucking deliver on that and I've never been asked for a refund ever yeah, okay money back guarantee and, <laughs> and 
I'm not having sex with a single one of my clients. So then you, so you have to ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I'm asking. Here's the thing. Men have to. Okay, let let me say it in a way that I'm providing advice for your female listeners. Women have to believe the bullshit that men sell them. And the bullshit is my dick is more important to me than you will ever be, because that's the, the state of the mental state that men are in honestly i don't i don't care how responsible he seems i don't care how old he is i don't care how wealthy and how respectable i'm putting air quotes around that word he seems to be his baseline truth is getting his dick off is more important than anything especially in those moments when he gets horny right so when he comes to me or when he goes to you ladies what you have to do is you have to buy into that bullshit. Now, but here's the thing. I actually sincerely love horny men and I love their dicks, right? So I totally get turned on by, you know, seeing him squirm and hearing him moan and seeing his face, just his eyes roll back. I love all of that. The more you enjoy wrapping him around your finger the more he's going to let go for you, the more he's going to melt for you. This is what men are chasing. We keep, as women, we keep trying to give men what they demand and what they say they need and want. So women are like on, on um, where is it? What, what is it? Reddit. I see this on Reddit and Quora all the time. <laughs> and I'm going to put on my voice. It's like, oh my God, my boyfriend just told me he wanted me to be dominant. So I'm going to Victoria's Secret. And do you ladies like think that I should get like ass out or tits out? Like what would turn them on more? And we make this a thing where it's really about us. It's not about you. It's about his fucking dick. <laughs> so no matter what his sexual fantasy is, that's not really what he wants because as soon as a man gets off, he's already planning for what's next, right? He's already planning for, oh, well, God didn't meet my expectations because she did it wrong. She didn't, her titties aren't big enough or she's not skinny enough. And so we as women start to internalize this, like we're the problem. Women, you are not the fucking problem. The problem is his dick is in control. He's a slave to his dick and he's just following his dick. His dick is like, well, you need bigger titties. And he's like, okay, dick, I'm on it. And then he gets bigger titties. And then he's like, yeah, but I didn't like her hair. And so his dick is like, yeah, she needs to be blonde. So he and his dick are having this conversation and women are just like, oh, okay, so I need to go shopping and I need to get this. And he's never going to be happy. So to answer your question, Sorry that I, I'm like, what, you know, but to answer your question, go buy stuff. I don't even know what, but I feel like I need to. Right, right, right. Or like, you need to like watch porn. Don't do that, ladies. If he sends you porn and he's like, oh, my clients will try that shit with me. Oh, I want you to be like this, Tom. Uh, wait, what? If you want to talk to her, then go talk to her. But don't come dictating to me how to wrap you around my finger. The only thing I need to hear from you are two words. Yes, mistress. 
Everything else is noise. Every fucking else is noise. So my, my point is that the guy will come to me with this wish list and this sense of entitlement and these demands and, you know, I want this and I need this and I'm important and my credit card is valid. I shut all of that shit down. And I'm like, are you here to try to use me to get off? Because if you, you are, I don't want you or your money. You are, you're not worthy. Okay. And men don't like that because the one thing that they have when it comes to women is I've got a valid credit card. I, I don't have to be a gentleman. I don't have to listen. I don't have to be a, I don't have to be polite, but I've got a big house and I've got a car. My, my, I have money. You're supposed to act like you like me. And so when we as women have more integrity and we don't buy into that bullshit, you're going to get his attention. And that is is like the, the balance that I have. So on one hand, yes, I'm kinky and dirty and nasty and open-minded and all of that shit, even more so than he could ever imagine. But at the same time, you're not getting access to that part of me. Unless you learn the beauty of two words. Yes, mistress. <laughs> so how do they ask for what they want? Okay, I'm not sure how to answer this. Um, first of all, if, if he's submitting, like if he's there to really please you, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be coming to you making demands or having requests. Because, because the woman needs to understand that those requests are not even coming from him. They're coming from his dick. He is just the mouthpiece for his dick. And I'm not here to have a relationship with your dick. I'm here to have a relationship with you as a person. So what I have to do is like tap into that that moment with him. And I'm going, listen, um, so you're most of my clients are like 50 and up. You know, they can afford my rate and, you know, they can afford to call me more than once. And so it's like, listen, how long have you been doing things your way? Oh, you know, decades. Your wife does what you want her to do. Your girlfriends do what you want them what you want them to do. The escorts that you pay, the, everyone does what you want them to do. Your ass is still horny and unfulfilled. Do you want to keep going in circles or do you want true fulfillment in life? And so I would say that you have to really understand male psyche a bit. But the the main thing that women need to understand is that men don't really know what they want. They are mouthpieces for their dicks. And as soon as that dick gets what it wants, gets what it wants, it's on a mission to get something else. That dick is never satisfied. No fantasy is ever good enough. Your titties are never big enough. Your ass is never around it. Until you as the woman learn how to tap into him and who he is and what he really wants and needs – you're not going to get his attention. And so my one of my main superpowers is when he comes to me with that list of demands, um, I have to be able to talk to him in such a way that I can get his attention, you know, and, and it's not an act. You know, I have to be able to tap into his heart and soul. And that requires listening. It requires feeling. It requires, you know, putting um, that superficial stuff on the back burner, like the money. If women are in this for the money, you're always going to fuck it up because you're going to be thinking, oh, if I can just keep him on the phone for five more minutes or if I can get 
you know, him to buy me this from my Amazon wish list. You're not building the relationship. And the thing that men don't have that they really need is someone who sees them, who feels them, who provides a safe place for them, who becomes their cheerleader, who sees their dirty, kinky, horny desires, and who's ready to jump right in there with them if they play by the woman's rules. And he will play by your rules if you're willing to do those things. So, you know, how does he ask me what he wants? The other way to answer that is no man ever says what he wants. They play these stupid ass games and we as women know what they look like, right? So he'll he'll say something like, oh, I love your voice. You're so, you know, compelling and beautiful. And, and I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, thank you. I really needed that because I have no pride or ego. So I needed your words. Thank you so much. And then when I fall for his bullshit, then he's going to be like, so how big are your titties and where do you live and can I hit you up and can I come see you or whatever? Um, the thing that we as women need to learn how to do is see through their bullshit, stand in your truth, and he will either get rid of himself or I think women would be really surprised at the number of, of times that the guy will actually shape up. You know, he'll start to pull himself together. Women don't see this because we're so busy, you know, trying to get money or trying to, you know, get him to marry us. <laughs> just that stupid shit that society tells us we're supposed to do. And so while we're busy trying to use him, he's busy trying to use us. I believe we need to get rid of all of that and start to deal with one another as human beings. And that's the game changer. And that's how you get him to stop thinking about his dick so much. So to answer your question, I don't allow him to do that. They, they don't come to me. I mean, you can come to me with your wish list, but I'm not entertaining it. Well, that's not my job. My job yeah. is to whip you into shape. It sounds like basically, yeah, it, the, them respecting you will get them what they want. In Maybe. What sort of, you were talking dirty, kinky desires. You got anything that you can share with us? Oh, please. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I think that uh, most women would be surprised at the number of men who are into panties and bras and feminization. Um, that is stemming from porn. Um, and I don't want to bore you with the details, but I, I will just summarize it by saying men have become desensitized to like the kinks that women would be like, oh, my God, let me clutch my fake pearls. You know, <laughs> that shit like from the 80s and 90s, guys aren't into that anymore. They want something heavier. And so this heavier stuff, the the more. Um, the more shock value there is to it, when they become wrapped up in these addictions, they need something with more shock value. So you have lots of men who are wearing panties and bras who are not gay and who aren't trans. It, it, I mean, that's a thing. Like, that's a whole, you could just create a store. Like, I, I actually wanted to come out with a product called Manties, just for them, but someone beat me to it. I was like, fuck, that was the best idea ever, man panties and call them manties. 
Someone else came up with my fucking idea. I was so angry. Uh, yeah, they even, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Um, other, other, it, you know, I can talk not only kinks but also people. Like the the men who are most in control, the men who yield the most power and the most money. They are the kinkiest, dirtiest, horny bastards in the world. So. I think that people would be surprised at the number of men uh, clients that I have who are in the mental health profession and the shit that they do while they're at work. I had a client who would be in a session with his client laughing because I would just call him a horny bastard and he'd be like, thank you, mistress. I love pleasing you. I mean, I was just like, this is ridiculous. You're crazy. Um, I used to fuck with him all the time, but he would sit in his sessions with a dildo of his ass with a bra and panty set on, and he would try to find a way to keep like gyrating on the vibrator with it off while he was in a session with his clients. So they're paying him. He was one of the top psychiatrists on the East Coast, and he would do that shit while he was in sessions. Um, I've had a, a, a judge that would sit with a vibrator up his ass. And, and listen, it doesn't mean that they're gay. So when women ask about, like, you know, kinks and fetishes that their guys are into, women are listening because they're trying to assign a label. Oh, my God, my guy is gay. No, he's not. He's just dirty and kinky. I mean, he could be gay. Yeah, we're talking a lot about that. Like, a yeah. lot about, like, uh, 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 you know polyamory and openness and like and, awesome. and all gender play and, and uh there's and just, a, a lot of guys love ass play oh yeah and, then, and not take just, it yeah. taking it take it giving it, it. <laughs> things we never knew we never knew before we started the show <laughs> that is awesome now what is something that you guys have learned I, I want you guys to teach me something what is something that you have learned like about men and their dirty ways <laughs> well i think you know for me personally it's not just guys guys gals so like if you're you know non-binary yeah everyone's got a kinky streak that's for sure oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, i mean yeah, it's definitely been an interesting an interesting world of um we talked to somebody about about their their fetish with anal that's a really popular show <laughs> we've been um Something I found interesting is there's pretty much a kink for anything. Yeah. And especially like the fen, uh, financial domination is really interesting to me. I didn't. To be the, to be the person who you think that you that would want to pay. Is yeah. That yeah. That's an interesting piece. And I mean, who doesn't I, want to get paid? <laughs> I personally, well, and both. And then finding a way of um, handling that in a respectful way, in a um, moral way of taking somebody's money, but also not making them broke. And. I mean, we are always talking about consent and it, uh, everything that we address is very, is very much uh, safe and consensual. So we are, we are not delving it. We're not professionals. We're not delving into that world. So it's very much about safety and, and yes, and everyone is in agreement. But uh, as far as like what's taboo, I think, I think there's definitely right. people drawn to that. And but, well, let, me, let me help clarify though, because remember I'm an ethical Tom. So I don't fuck, you know, I don't like, mess up my clients but you have to give the illusion of that you see what i mean 
Yeah. Right. So so I'm like, oh my God, you don't have money to pay your rent? Oh no, I'm so sorry. He's already like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to go call somebody else. So what I have to do is be a little bit slick about it. Like find out what his budget is, find out, you know, can he get another credit card? Maybe I make him open another credit card for me instead of letting him do it on his own. But instead of having him max it out in a month, maybe I will, you know, space it out for three or four months. And maybe what I'll do is have him open his screen and, you know, um, open like two screens or something. And while I'm fucking with him, I've got him sending me some money, but also paying off one of those credit cards. Right. (laughs) So, so now at the end, I'll ask him, so, you know, how much did you enjoy that session? Oh, it wasn't as exciting as, you know, when you really fuck me over, but I appreciate you being a little bit kind to me. So it's, you, you know, you have to like feel it out and get to know the person. But I, I respect what you're saying. And I, I think that we need more women who are interested in the lifestyle who are going to watch out for men. You know, because if we keep fucking up men, they're just going to keep fucking up their kids and fucking up, you know, their companies like this thing is cyclical. Well, we actually have a caller for you who is a man. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get Andy on the phone and we're going to let him ask his question. Hello. Hello. It's Greenberry. And Kirsten with Adult Buddy Finders. And we have with us Mistress Alisa here to answer your question. Andy, thank you for calling. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hello, Andy. First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for calling. Uh, we're always very thankful for anyone who's brave enough to call because we know it's scary. Uh, but feel free, Andy, fire away. So, um, um, me and my girlfriend, uh, we've been, we've been together for eight years and, um, you know, we got like really good sex for the first five years. And then, um, you know, the pandemic is, we're living together and we were living together and then, um, you know, it was good. And then kind of like, we were having sex, it was good and you know, pretty often, like three or five times a week. And then somehow we both kind of like, kind of became like, um, like robotic and autonomous. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'm following you. Yeah. And then, so I was, um, you know, we tried different things and, uh, but uh, I was wondering, how can I, um, you know, I want to, I want to suggest things that I don't know if this is too much for her. Um, how can I, you know, I want to know how can I approach my, my girlfriend and ask her, you know, to, to, you know, to, to do more shit that helps you to get your dick off better. That's mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. Right, sweetheart? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want how can I ask you that? We should approach Dominatrix to get, you know, to get advice, to get tips, like to spice things up again, you know, to get back into the of things. Let me ask you a couple of questions. How old are you? And how old is your girlfriend? 25. 
25. 30, 35. 35. And 35. how old is your girlfriend? 33. Okay. And you guys 33. have been together, did you say eight years? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to like get a feel for what you're saying and your situation. It sounds like basically, and this is a very common question that I get from men. Basically, you're trying to figure out how to spice things up with your sex life. It's not just about you you know, wanting her to try out dominance and submission. It's more about the fact that your sex life has got, has just become like something that you do. You have sex, you get off, but it's not as exciting and it, it, it's not as fulfilling for you. Is that more or less what's happening? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, let me tell you, I'm just going to cut to the chase here for you. Now, what I'm going to say to you, it's not going to resonate with you. You're going to think I'm not answering your question, but I am. Okay? I promise. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. You are doing what every single fucking man who calls me is trying to do. You're trying to convince your female significant other to be more open with her body and to do more freaky shit to help you to get your dick off. But you don't want to do your part, which is, I'm going to tell you what that is, you being open and vulnerable with your emotions. Because here's what happens, Andy. You're turned on by what you see. You're turned on by touch and smell and the promise of an amazing orgasm. Women will do that when they're dating and when they're trying to get your attention. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm horny. I'm a nympho. I squirt. I always want dick. She's going to do that until she has her claws in you. I'm just being honest with you. Once you guys kind of settle in together then she starts to settle down sexually. She starts to calm down and she starts to take things for granted. How do you wake her up and spice things up from there? I'm going to tell you how to do that. You put your dick away and you learn the language of heart and soul. If you want her to look at you and to want to lick you from head to toe and you want her to like, like slobber on your dick and gag on it and, you know, make her mascara run. And, you know, she wants you in every fucking hole that God has given her. You're not going to do that by taking her shopping. You're not going to do that by giving her a porn flick. You're going to do that, Andy, by looking her in her eyes and telling her that she means more to you than anything in the world. And you want to work on this relationship with her because she's the woman for you. And she touches your heart and soul and no other bitch compares. She's the one for you. And then when you do that and you put your dick away, right, and you do that for her and you touch her heart and her soul, She's going to start to think about you and want you and need you. 
and her pussy is going to start throbbing for you and she's going to start wanting you inside of her. But what you guys do is you lead with your horny dick. Andy, what happens after your dick gets off? Tell me the truth. Are you still romantic? Are you still engaged? Are you still communicating? Well, I guess, you know, at this point, you know, like, we're busy with things, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I guess we forget to be, you know, spend, like, like with the beginning, we were spending a lot of time together doing some, you know, fun, you know, traveling, mm -hmm. you know, going out and stuff. And now it's kind of like, you know, especially after the pandemic, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're kind of not communicating less. Yes, you're right. We're communicating less. We, you know, busy with work and, you know, different things. Uh, well, listen, yeah. Andy, I I'm the dominant woman and I'm telling you what to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imagine that she's telling you this. Imagine that she is saying, if you want me horny and you want to be irresistible in my eyes, then touch my heart, touch my soul, put your fucking dick away. Stop asking for kinks and fetishes and touch my heart and soul. If she could say that to you without fear of losing you, she probably would. She can't do that, so I'm going to do it for her. Put your fucking dick away. Speak the language of her heart and soul. Be consistent in that and watch her wake up for you. Watch her, like, you know, start doing freaky shit, like coming to the door naked and whatever. Like, I, I don't know how dirty I can be on this show, but women who are fulfilled mentally and emotionally will do some kinky ass shit. And my clients come back to me all the time and they're like, mistress, you won't believe what she did. And, you know, she wanted to go three times in one night. She's never wanted to do that before. I mean, I hear the most amazing stories, but you can't just put your dick away for a day or two. You need to put your dick away and focus on heart and soul and figure out what makes her tick. Figure out what makes her feel loved and adored and special and, and what makes her feel like she's fulfilled with you. Because here's the thing, and I'll finish here, Andy. When a woman is not fulfilled mentally and emotionally, she shuts down sexually because that part of her has to pay attention to her heart and soul. So whatever she's not getting from you mentally and emotionally, she's got to cut off the vagina action because that takes energy from her. It's life energy. It's work. And she doesn't have the energy to, you know, play sex goddess to you and to meet her own mental and emotional needs. So that's why she'll reach for the ice cream or go out with her girlfriends. She's trying to fill that need, that void that's inside of her. And You're welcome. I have to say that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met these ladies before. So just, you know, take that into consideration that they are agreeing and we've never spoken before today. Put your fucking dick away. Do not try to lead your, your girlfriend into being a dom. Oh, let me say one more thing about this, Andy. Do you know what's going to happen if you try to convince her to be dominant? Oh, sweetheart. Oh, my fuck. Do you have any clue what will happen? Uh, um, well, you know, I mean, 
So I don't know. She, she tried a little bit. It didn't go well. I know, right? Let me tell you what happened. Here's what happened, sweetheart. You tried to get her to act out your sexual fantasies, right? Now, what I'm doing, what I'm doing is I'm speaking her language. I know that your language is different. Your language is, I want to spice things up. I love you. I care for you. And if you care for me, then you'll, you know, get my dick off better. That's your language. Her language is... You are forcing me to sex out, uh, to, to, you know, work out these sexual fantasies that you're having about other women. I'm uncomfortable. I'm trying to be cool with it, but my feelings are hurt. And I feel like you don't like me as much as you like these women in porn, but I'm trying to make you happy. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. If she could say that, that's what she would say to you. So you've got her trying to play out these sexual fantasies. She's clueless. She doesn't know what she's doing because if she knew what she was doing, she would tell you, fuck you. I'm not acting out your fantasies. She would tell you, I'm putting you in a chastity device. I'm going to wear wear the key in between my big, beautiful titties. And the key only comes out when you make me happy. That's what she would do. But she doesn't know what she's doing. You see? Take your hand off your dick and learn how to touch your heart and soul. <laughs> Andy, you, you touch the heart and soul, put your dick away and let her take your dick out for you after you touch your heart and soul. <laughs> Thank you, Greenberry. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, you, you got, you got a, a, a fist or something from, from, from the upper body instead of from, you know, <laughs> right in between the titties. That's where the heart is. <laughs> I like this idea with the key. <laughs> Put the key right by the, the heart and by the titty. Yes. Yeah. Right, in the, right by the heart where you're touching, where you're allowed to touch. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Andy, I hope that you have the best sex of your life going forward. Oh, yeah. Maybe so do I. Good luck with that, Andy. And thank you thank you for being brave enough to call in. Yeah. Not a lot of people are. You did great. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Uh-huh. You're welcome, sweetheart. Good luck. Uh, thank you, Andy. Bye. Aww. I love that. I love that he ended with "Thank you, Mistress." Yeah. Wow, you do are. You know, do you see? Like I was pretty tough with him, right? Oh, like no, I was I pretty tough with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweating in like a I'm hot and I'm lying. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing: is if women understood. That that is a turn on. Did you hear? He responded at some point to let you know that like, yeah, that resonates with me. What women don't understand is the more you coddle them and the more that you try to like be like sweet and accommodating and like, oh, you want to put it deeper in my ass? Yeah, go out the arts. But okay, no, like you need to take a stand and tell him. What is acceptable and what is unacceptable? And when you do that with love, kindness, and respect, he's going to get a fucking boner. He might go and jerk off to me, you know, in just a few minutes. That shit happens all the time. I mean, it's a 
turn on for them. Honestly, I saw you ladies, like I'm looking at your faces and you look so tense. And I'm like, no, he's okay. It's all right. But, but, but if he does get angry, if he does get angry, then what women need to understand is there's no submission in him. When, when men get angry, when you tell them the truth, like you're horny and you're just trying to get off and they become like, you know, just like haughty and angry. And those men to me are dangerous because those are the men who are entitled and they're used to getting what they want. And when they don't get what they want, they start throwing tantrums. Wealthy, powerful men who throw tantrums are dangerous. So if he does get angry, let him go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You come after a uh, champion jello wrestler who's like very strong, one one wrestling championships. And in her, the bedroom, she's turning into a, a timid lady. So we'll have to warn her that she's got to bring up this little uh, but it sounds, beast mode. It sometimes. sounds like she also has beast mode in relation. And like she can open up and oh. be like, no. <laughs> Love it. You know, I think you have to have both. Like you have to be like soft and yeah, I've got a soft sensual side. My, I don't normally show that in my shows, but yeah, I wrap my good boys around my finger, especially when I tell them, you know, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm so proud of you. And I love hearing you moan like a horny fucking bitch, moan louder. And you actually do love that, right? That really does turn you on. Fuck yeah. I started earlier today when a client was so, he was just so submissive and he was just melting and, and he had been resistant, right? So he had been resistant for months and today he was just like, yes, mistress, I love you, mistress. You're the most important thing. And I was just like, oh, I think my clit just twitched. Hold on. <laughs> Yes, I was like, say that again. I was just like, yes, mistress, I love you, mistress, like that, mistress. And I was just like, hold on, I'm going to go get my toy. I feel oh. like squirting. Yeah, but yeah, it absolutely turned on. That's not something I do, like, normally, but I'll do it as a treat for a good boy who's learning how to submit, because when when men are horny and desperate by themselves, that's one kind of a turn on. But when he knows that his horny desperation touches you and it turns you on, that's a reward. That's a treat for him. Because remember, like with your caller, he's trying to figure out how can I turn her on, right? So when, so when your guy turns you on and he's working that hard to be open and desperate and vulnerable and to wear his heart on his sleeve, reward his ass break out the toys and the clothes yeah and the more reward him the more the more he'll catch on like oh like that mistress you want me to moan louder yeah bitch just like that keep it going after the session you know how men are just like post-orgasm oh i got what i wanted now i'm going to shit no after his little session he writes me a note Mistress, I love you with all of my heart. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, that's what women are looking for. You can have it, but you're not going to have it by playing like servant to his dick. Put him in his fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Andy? Yeah. And his girlfriend should cut all that shit off. 
buy him a, a CB6000. If you're listening, Andy's girlfriend, it's called a CB6000. You're going to lock his dick and balls up and you are going to have two keys. Let me tell you what you do. The first key goes around your neck in between your titties. Make sure he can see that motherfucker so that you and, and, and when you're like eating lunch or dinner or you're walking through the house, pull it out of your titties and just like stick it in your mouth and suck on it. Like fuck with him. Right. That's one key. The second key, what you do is you get a big ass container for the freezer and you fill it halfway with water. You freeze it. You stick the key in there and then you fill it up with water. So you've got this key that's in between this huge block of ice. Now, if he chips into that ice, he's in trouble, right? But let's say that you've got a lot of housework that needs to be done on Saturday. You take that block of ice out and you're like, listen, before this ice melts, I want this done, this done, this done, and this done. You sit and you read your book and watch him make that house sparkling clean. Get it done before the ice melts. He's going to do it and he'll be grateful. The lesson is fuck with him, but (laughs) fuck with him, but keep it fun and interesting. Um, right now, like if if Andy's um if Andy were listening, he would love what I'm saying. Uh Why is it so amazing? It's because a, a dominant woman who knows how to handle a horny man turns him on but what he's doing with his girlfriend is he's got a checklist and he's like i want her to do this and i'm watching this porn and this is hot and i want this outfit all he's going to do is get exactly what is in his fantasy but the fantasy never delivers so he'll be bored and what do bored men do they blame the woman who did everything that he asked you to do he'll blame you and act like you're the problem But the real problem is that he's a slave to his dick. What he needs to do is just get locked up. And and every day and every moment, it's just a surprise. Is she going to take him out? When will she take him out? How? Oh, my God. Uh, We are getting close to the end of the show. We're going to be wrapping up. But I do have one quick question about that. Uh, Can you pee when you have the CV6000 on? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, and and actually, like depending on your size, you it's not just about getting the CB6000 or any kind of chastity device. You you want to think about your size, your girth, um, size meaning width, um, sorry, length and width. You want to think about those things so that you can actually clean yourself as well. So you don't want to. There's like a fantasy where men are like, I've been locked up for three months. That's not, don't do that. You're going to, your dick is going to fall off. Like you, you, you need to get in there. I, I get my guy in there once a day. Um, and sometimes I'll do it for him. Right. So he's not doing it himself. So I'll kind of like massage him or fuck with him or blow on it or act like I'm going to lick it, but I don't. And so by the time I get ready to put him back in the cage, he's already got a boner and I'm like, down boy so then i get to play with like cold water or ice cube you see what i mean you make it fun but to answer your question 
Yeah, you do need to worry about hygiene. So I don't like the, you know, the smell of urine and the the urine residue. So, yeah, I would say um, mornings, um, that's a really good time because he's going to have morning wood anyway. So you, you take him out of it in the morning and watch him wash and clean himself or you do it for him or you do it together and make it fun (laughs) thank you so much for listening and thank you so much alisa mistress alisa thank you yes I want to thank you guys. Um, it's been an amazing experience, even better than I thought it would be. I love your show and I love your energy. Thank you for having me. You guys thank are awesome. You. You're an amazing guest and so you you have so much knowledge. Awesome. <laughs> yes, we've been dominated, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening or you're watching, always make sure you check out those show notes because we're going to have uh, links to anything that Mistress Alisa allows us to share. And that CV6000, I'm sure you're like, what? Can I lock my own own up? Can I share it? With, can I do what? If you want to know about that CV6000, it's going to be in our show notes. (laughs) And also our Patreon. You got to help us keep going. That's how you do it. You just go over to the show notes, look at our Patreon and give us some money. (laughs) Keep the lights on. Uh, I don't have my whip, but if I had it, I would crack it and tell every horny fucker who's listening to get right over to your Patreon and do that. So wake up, get your hand off your fucking dick and do exactly what Kirsten and Greenberry said. Go and support these ladies. They're awesome. Oh, <laughs> not quite the same as your, but, but you know. <laughs> and please join us, not next week, but the week after. We have a lovely guest. Oh, and yes. she is, she works here in LA and she's an escort. And yes. she is going to share some of her stories and let us know where, where you can find an escort and all that good stuff. Yes, to so join us. Not next week, but the week after. (laughs) You know when we drop them on hump day every other week. Come in to see. I keep wanting to say mistress now that I've been talking to a mistress. (laughs) You want? You're gonna want to hear from Grace Grable. Grace Grable. It's too Grace Grable, the Hollywood sex worker. Yes. Thank you.